invite his presence with our worship right now. Hey, hallelujah. Oh, God, we lift you up. We praise you tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, that's right. With our whole heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, there is a great and mighty God. Jesus is his name. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, for your power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Turn to somebody near you there and give them a praise the Lord. All righty. Praise God. We'll let you be seated for a moment. It's great to hear a good report of Pastor Riggin and family and the Howards over there in Africa. And the uh, Bible said this in the words of the Apostle Paul when, of course, he was living. He said, be ye followers of me as I am also of Christ. And uh, Paul had those that are looking for an example to follow. Well, Paul is no longer uh, with us in the flesh, but his words stay with us, that we need to follow those that are following Christ. And God has given this church a great man of God to follow. Isn't that the truth? Amen. Pastor Riggin and his family. And uh, right now they are doing, uh, they're doing what God has called them to do for this period of time. They're reaching out. Amen. Amen. They're reaching out uh, almost halfway around the world, uh, expend, expending time, energy, and, of course, funds to take the gospel to those who haven't heard it. What about right here in Olathe? Amen. Let's be followers uh, of somebody who's already reaching out. And uh, Pastor Riggin would, uh, would be blessed just to know that we're going to do the same thing here that he's doing there. So that is the goal this Saturday is if you can be here at 930. And uh, we're going to just we're gonna go visit some folks. That's all we'll do. And we'll talk to them about the Lord. And we're going to give God something to work with. Give him an opportunity to bring some folks into the house of the Lord on Sunday. So we look forward to that. And uh, thank God we're not confused about who we're going to tell people about. Amen. We, we don't have confusion in our mind about some committee up in heaven. You know, we don't wonder if we're going to worship a father or a son or a, a, a Holy Ghost. We know who it is. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank God that he didn't love the world so much he sent a committee. But God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. Amen. Jesus Christ was God manifest in the flesh. Hallelujah. God didn't send some second person of some committee somewhere. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the Bible said. And so we're going we're to go and tell folks about Jesus Christ on Saturday morning. And uh, we look forward to that very much. Now, if we turn to the book of Psalms tonight, chapter 68, we will read, and uh, tonight is going to be uh, somewhere between teaching and preaching, probably. <laughs> what do they call that? Treaching, right? <laughs> uh, it's something that I've really been feeling on my heart to, to help understand why we do what we do as we reach out to those about us. We do a lot of things to take this word to people, to take the, uh, the message to those about us. And tonight we're just going to start by reading in the book of Psalms, one verse of Scripture, verse 11. 
And if you follow along with me there, if you have that verse in your Bible, say praise the Lord. All right. It says the Lord gave the word. That's this right here, huh? All right. And great was the company of those that published it. The Lord gave the word, but great was the company. I'm looking at part of that company right here, you know, that published it. Tonight, we're just going to look at a simple subject. Publish the word. Publish the word. Let's pray together and ask God to give us understanding tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you, mighty God, for this word that you've given us. Your word is truth, Lord. Your word is quick and powerful, O God. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, your word is forever settled in heaven. Thank you for it, O God, that in Jesus' name, Lord, we can publish the word of the Lord, and we give you praise for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Praise God, praise God, and we'll let you be seated. Amen. The Lord gave the word. That word is inspired. Amen. The, the Spirit of God gave that word. It inspired that word. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It still has the same inspiration upon it, and it still has the power of God behind it today. Is it the same power that it had when it was inspired and written as words on a page. Praise God. If we take this word, brother, it will not return void. Amen. Amen. God has invested his power in his word, his authority in his word. He gave the word. Amen. It is certified. It is sure. Heaven and earth are going to pass away, but this word is never going to pass away. Praise God. All this about us is going to roll up like a scroll one day. But the word of God is going to endure forever. And the Bible tells us he gave us that word and great was the company of them that published it. Now when we think of a company or a crowd of people, we think of a large group. And the Bible says it was a great company. Praise God. When we begin to take the word of God, the scripture tells us there's a great cloud of witnesses that we go with and that goes with us. There are those who have gone on before us and they've been there planting the word before we ever show up. Sometimes we feel like we're, we're sort of in this alone. You know, here we are. It's just me, myself, and I. <laughs> At least there's three of us, right? <laughs> uh, but let it be known, according to the Scripture, that there are those that have already labored before us and we are simply entering into their labors. Great is the company of them that published it. And the scripture also tells us that when we publish the word, fortunately it's more than simply words written on a page. In fact, if we were to step back into David's time, who wrote the Psalms, uh, that primarily wrote all those Psalms, Psalm 68, we would find their there wasn't a book like this. They didn't literally, the way we think of the word published, they did not print it off on a printing press. Some of you probably know Gutenberg's press was the first press to mass produce things like this that we call a book. 
And the first book that he printed on his press was a Bible. Amen. And from that time forward, we could say, well, it's published in this fashion. Uh, but before that, that word published had a, a more broad, a more general connotation. And it simply meant to distribute. It simply meant to broadcast. It simply meant to everywhere they went, they would take the word with them. They didn't, they didn't have enough, uh, you know, space under their arms to carry all those scrolls back then. <laughs> the scroll of Isaiah alone was 25 to 30 feet long. Just to take that with you, tuck that under one arm. Maybe they had Genesis about the same length under the other arm. What are you going to do with the rest of the books of the Bible? You're going to be in trouble. Publish the word. What are we going to do today when we go forth? We're going to distribute. We're going to broadcast the Word of God. It's what the Bible tells us should be done. And uh, it's not always because we feel like that uh, we're going to have the results that, that we would always like to have. Now, that's not going to disturb somebody's faith here tonight. That's simply to show that there's something beyond what we have in our ability within this word to bring forth results. Amen. Amen. It's not our department to give the increase. That's his department. Amen. It's not our department to make it grow once we plant it. That's his department. Amen. But our department is publish the word. Amen. Take it everywhere we go. We plant it. We water it. And it's him that gives the increase. Thank God. Thank God that we don't have to be so concerned about the results. We have a God who's great. Hallelujah. And he said, great is the company of them that just publish the word of God. There's a brother who's uh, in the church back in Colorado. As a young man, he came to the Lord in California, and uh, he was just zealous. Thank God for some new converts who are zealous. Amen. We don't have to lose that zeal either, brother. Amen. Just because we've been in the church a while, maybe have our little spot on a pew. Oh, I want to keep the zeal of the Lord. Amen. And uh, this man, this young man, took a Bible study and went into, of all places, a halfway house. You want to find a tough place to uh, take the word of God and broadcast it. He picked it, and uh, he said that, you know, as he began to teach the word of God, he would be there regularly. He said he began to pray, God, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing any results here. God, God, I'm not seeing anybody respond to this. But he felt like God was in him being there, and he continued to teach, and he finished that particular Bible study uh, group of lessons there and uh, made friends with the people there, but he never did see any great results. There wasn't a dozen people come to church and get baptized or anything like that. But it wasn't two years later uh, that he went back and, and he connected with a couple of those folks that he found what God did as he planted that word, as he took that word and published it there in that particular place. Well, let me just back up a minute because how he found out what happened. He came to church years later. Some of the same saints were there. There was somebody he didn't recognize that was on the platform. 
and uh, after the service, that gentleman on the platform came down and said, you don't know me probably, do you? And he said, no, I don't. He said, let me tell you what brought me to God. He said, when you came to that halfway house years ago and taught that Bible study, I was sitting out of sight in another room listening to you teach the Word of God. And he said, God got hold of my heart. As you taught that Bible study, he never knew that man was there. He never knew who was listening, but he just published the Word. What do we do when we, we're not sure what's going to happen? We publish the Word. What do we do when we're not sure what somebody's going to do with it? We just publish the Word. Amen. When we don't know who's going to respond or if anybody's going to respond, we publish the Word of God. We never know where God's going to direct that. We never know where God is going to take that Word. It's His. Amen. And His hand is upon it. Praise God. Praise God. Why do we knock doors? Why do we distribute tracts? Why do we... Why do we include outreach in so many activities of the church? I understand that in the summertime, where is it, Brother Jared, that you all go and set up a booth and pass out cards? Oh, okay, yeah, there. <laughs> you do that? Or why do you do those things? You know, if we were to look at percentages, just to look at percentages with our human ability, we would say the percentages of people coming as a result of some of those activities are pretty low. They're pretty low. You know, that we don't, you know, we put a billboard up there. We don't know if anybody might have come as a result of that. We put an ad in the yellow pages. There may be one. There may be two. And thank God for that. Amen. And we do this and we do that and we, we pass out cards. And, and uh, God is the one who gives the increase, is the thing to remember. Hallelujah. And when we publish the word, sometimes, you know, I like to go out and uh, just rattle the devil's cage. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen. Sometimes I like to go down in the street and just, the devil's been giving me a hard time. I think I'll just give him a hard time a little bit. Has anybody ever had the devil give you a hard time? Wouldn't you like to just make him suffer a little bit too? Well, just go publish the word. Amen. Make that devil scream. Make him cringe. Rattle his cage. Hallelujah. Go against those gates of hell. Amen. And the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the living God because we're wrestling not against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle and we're going to take a spiritual weapon. Praise God. It's the Word of God. Quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Praise God. Amen. So it has power over principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world. Something Spiritual happens when a saint of God steps forward into the darkness with the light. Mm, I love it. Hallelujah. Amen. Things happen not only here on earth, but things happen in heaven. Brother, can you get a scripture for me and flash it up on the... Uh, 
overhead here. Luke 12, verse 8. Praise God. When we go against the devil, he's none other than a, just a fallen angel. And his henchmen, are, those demons, are fallen angels. And uh, I like to give them a run for it. I like to give them a black eye whenever I can. And Jesus said this. This is red print, by the way. He said, I say unto you, Whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. Now, we are fighting devils down here. And we're taking the name of Jesus Christ against the darkness down here. Jesus is encouraging us. Hey, when we're doing something down here, he's doing something up there. Praise God. There's some angels of God. Hallelujah. That, and he just said, whoever will take this word and will stand for it, he said, the angels of God are going to hear about it. He said, I'm going to confess you before them. Can't you just picture that? Amen. We're slashing at devils with the sword down here. And up there, Jesus is saying, hey, look down there, Michael. Take a note of that. Hallelujah. That brother, amen, he's confessing me. And come over here, Gabriel. Come over here, angels. I want to show you what's going on down there. There's something good going on. There's somebody taking up that word, and they're publishing it, and the devil is screaming. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of angels, we take this word of God. Now, you're familiar with that phrase, because of angels. Because you've read that concerning ladies, concerning your long, uncut hair. There's power on your head because of angels. And that's, that's in the word of God. Hallelujah. That's true. Well, guess what? There is power that we take with us when we publish the Word of God, and angels are given information. And I don't understand all that, brother, but I would rather have them know I'm doing it than not know that I'm doing it. It could be God's going to put them on my trail. I might need a blessing. I might need protection. I might need deliverance. Amen? Well, guess what? He can send his holy angels just to take care of one of his people. Hallelujah. Can we thank God for that tonight? Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so as we do what we do, maybe that's what I ought to title this, why we do what we do when we're reaching out, when we do what we do, whether it's going down through a neighborhood and just introducing ourselves and giving somebody an invitation to church. We're trying spirits. The Bible says to try the spirits, doesn't it? Whether they be of God. We can just find out what kind of spirits we're dealing with. What kind of spirits are we dealing with in Olathe, Kansas? What kind of spirits are we dealing with in the, that neighborhood over there or, or that one over there? There's a way to find out. Let's go just talk to the folks who live in that area and we'll find out what kind of spirits we encounter there. I went down through a neighborhood one time and I noticed again and again and again this combination of colors associated with football. I said, man, I ran into a football spirit down through here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, is there a spirit behind some of 
some of those activities in the world that, uh, that causes people want to, uh, you know, pop top on a few cold ones on a Sunday and uh, turn on the tube and watch uh, what's, what's going on there so the violence and hear the cursing. And there are spirits behind some of these things. And I bumped into that spirit. Amen. It went right along with some other spirits. One of the spirits that I bumped into was Sunday is my day. I bumped into that spirit. When you invite somebody to church, say, oh, I have other things that I do on Sunday. Guess what my Bible tells me? That's the Lord's day, not my day. Amen. Sunday is the day to worship God in the spirit. Hallelujah. Sunday is the day to get in the Holy Ghost. Sunday is the day, hallelujah, to serve the Lord. Sunday is the day to come to his house. Amen. But we can try the spirits, whether they be of God. And we'll find out some, a spirit that keeps someone out of church. That's not the spirit of God. There are other spirits. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. Brother, would you show us that up on the overhead? Now, if somebody's a note-taker here tonight, we're about halfway through our ten, 10 reasons why we do what we do here tonight. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 says this, But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to who? Them that are lost. Amen. If we fail to expose the gospel, if we fail to pull it out and publish it, and show it to our world. Our world is lost. That's exactly what that's saying. But if we bring out that gospel and let that light shine, hallelujah, into the darkness, we know there are going to be some who want to come out of that darkness. They want to come into his marvelous light. Oh, that glorious light of the gospel, when it shines forth, there's power behind that. Amen. There's power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's power in that scripture that says repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It says ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's power to overcome sin there. And we live in a world that's bound in sin. We live in a... Our generation doesn't like the way they... They look. They don't like that nose, and so they have it fixed. It's just the way they want it to be. They don't like that hair, so they make it a different color, a different length. They don't like that, uh, you know, that skin color, so they put something on that. They don't like, you know, they don't like the way they were born. Well, God has an answer for that. Amen? Amen. If you don't like the way you were born, you can be born again. Praise God, you can be born again of water and of the Spirit, and it gives you a whole new face to look at in the mirror. Amen. You'd be happy to face yourself in that mirror when all of that sin is washed away. Can I get a witness here tonight? Hallelujah. Are you thankful that God, whew, hallelujah, brought you again? As we're born again into the church of the living God. Praise God. And so if our gospel is hid, that message is hid. Praise God. The way Paul said it, he said, this was not done in a corner. It just cannot be hidden. And whenever we take the gospel 
You know, we live in a day when it's, it would be easy to do it in a virtual. It could be the virtual gospel. We could virtually knock doors. And uh, we, could, we could use Facebook. We could Facebook the gospel, right? Whew, man, we get it worldwide. We could make it easy. In an afternoon, we could probably thousands could see what we know. I don't see anything wrong with doing that. But if we follow the pattern of the scripture, it was eyeball to eyeball. It was face to face. Because there is a spiritual connection that only can be made whenever we shake somebody's hand. Amen. When we look them in the eye. That's right. Amen. We, are, we have body, soul, and spirit. And when the spirit of God comes into our heart, into our soul, people feel something. They experience something. All you have to do is just sometimes just being around somebody that has the Holy Ghost. You feel that. Have you ever felt like somebody was watching you and you didn't even see them? You turn around and say, I knew you were watching me. Well, that's not too mysterious because there are spiritual connections being made with people daily. And uh, that's the way the gospel is propagated. We publish the word, amen, in a personal fashion. Oh, yeah, we might get somebody's attention on Facebook. Thank God if we do. Somebody may come to church as a result of the website. Somebody may come as a result and, and have come as a result of ads in the newspaper or in the phone book or that sort of thing. Thank God. But before somebody can be born of water and of the Spirit, they're going to have to have the hands of a man of God on them to put them down in the water in Jesus' name. Praise God. Until salvation can come, they're going to have to come face to face with somebody who can pray them through to the Holy Ghost. Oh, that's just the way the Word of God goes forth. Publish the Word. Publish the Word, and God will give the increase. Praise God. Amen. Jesus said this in Mark 16. He said unto them, Go ye into all the world. And he said, Preach the gospel. We would like to think, he said, Preach the gospel to those you feel like preaching it to. Preach the gospel to those who are friendly. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to uh, two or three. But that's not what he said. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Everyone who has a soul. Amen. He didn't mean every creature. He meant his creation that was born with a soul that needs to be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. And we... We all like to think, well, that person would make a good Christian right there. That one over there, mm, probably not. But guess what? Usually we're wrong. <laughs> the ones that are, in our mind, easiest to reach, they already got it together. They don't need God. They're already saved. They already have their life under control. That's the kind of people that we tend to say, well, if I could ever get them to church, man, they'd be instant disciples. But it's the one who is struggling. It's the one who can't lift up their head. 
It's the one who has a broken heart. Amen. That's who the Lord is reaching for. Blessed are they who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Oh, God, if we can just preach and publish this gospel to every creature, broadcast that word. Amen. Distribute that word. Praise God. God will give the increase. All the world. All the world. Everybody knows Matthew 28, 19, right? Well, in case you don't, brother, would you put that up there for us, please? Matthew 28, 19. This is what we call the Great Commission. Some have said, unfortunately, too many times it's the Great Omission. Because we omit a couple of key words in this scripture that Jesus gave us. But of course, this would be red print in your Bible. And it says in the words of Jesus, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Does anybody know what that name is that he was speaking of there? His own name. That's right. Amen. The name of Jesus. He is the Father, the everlasting Father. Amen. Everybody knows he's the Son. Praise God. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost is even sent in his name. So the name of Jesus is the name he was talking about there. And we call this the Great Commission. We all need an opportunity to fulfill this Great Commission. And to some it might be a little easier than others. Some may have that outgoing personality. You know? And they find it a little bit easier to go ye. That's the part that's so important in that scripture. Go ye. Do it. Publish that word. Take it with you. There are others that uh, are a little less outgoing, but they still need an opportunity to fulfill this great commission. Amen. And so the, there are things that we can provide that anybody can be involved in publishing the word. Come Saturday morning, we'll have something for everybody to do. That you can be involved in getting the word to somebody. Amen. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be difficult. Amen. It doesn't have to be somebody you don't even know. Praise God. It can be somebody in your own family that doesn't know God. And we'll have some things that you can do to help reach to them. But Jesus gave us this commandment, go you therefore. And when we use words like commission, we ought to think about the words that we're using more than we do sometimes. I say we because that includes me. Co-mission. Whose mission is it really? It's his mission to seek and to save that which was lost, right? That's his mission. And we are permitted to be cooperative with that commission. That we can collaborate. We can be co-workers with Jesus Christ. When we talk about the commission, we're talking about privilege. We're talking about an honor. That God would say, here's a mission. This is the most important mission on planet earth. And I'm going to allow you to be part of that. I'm going to allow you to take my word. I'm going to allow you to take my gospel. This gospel that is so precious. It was purchased with, with blood. Amen. As nails were put in hands and feet of a Savior and he was hung upon a tree. That's what it took to purchase this 
this gospel that we carry with us. And we are able to be part of this great commission. Amen. Did you ever think about that? Praise God. I get to go with the word of God that Jesus gave us. Amen. This message that is so powerful. Thank God for that opportunity. And he said the next verse, he said, teaching them to observe all things. If you can put that one up there also, brother, verse 20. Because I like this. He said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, who's he with? He said, go ye therefore, and I am with you. When we go, he's with us. When we sit, I hope he's still with me, you know. But I do know he's with me when I go. I do know he's walking beside me. I do know he is encouraging me. I do know that I can feel his spirit and his presence when I'm going. Amen. So who is he with? Those who are going. Those who are fulfilling his plan. Those who are obedient to his word. Those who are not omitting those two little words at the first of verse 19. Go ye. Go ye. Amen. Is he with us because we're smart? I'd be sunk. <laughs> Is he with us because we have a certain look about us? Is he with us because, you know, we drive a Jaguar? <laughs> Amen. He is with us because we're going. Amen. To the end of the world. Praise God. Even if we, we, we believe the world's flat, brother, and it has an end, and we fall off. He is going to be with us. Hallelujah. This is too simple. This is too easy. This is too something anybody could do. Exactly. Exactly. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. We can take this word. Praise God. God opened the door this week. Thank you for Brother, Brother Brandon for helping us get the name of, uh, some of you may know Marjorie East. Does anybody recognize that name? She was baptized in the pond here. Am I right, sister? All right. This is a lady who is, is elderly. She's in a local nursing home. Um, she rarely has folks come visit her, even family members from what she was telling, telling us. But we got her uh, location, went down to see her at the nursing home, just began to talk to her, and, and you could tell it thrilled her. She, she said, I'm Pentecostal. She didn't know me, so she wasn't sure who or what I was, you know. I said, well, I am too. She said, well, praise God. <laughs> And so as, as we wrapped up our little visit there in, in her quiet little room, I noticed that one of the attendants walked in. I, said, I asked her, I said, would you like to pray to, to Marjorie? And as we began to pray, that attendant was attending. She was noticing what was going on there. And there was a roommate in that room, brother. She heard everything we talked about. We talked about the Lord. We talked about being baptized in Jesus' name. We talked about the Holy Ghost. Amen. We don't know what God might do there, but God opened the door. Praise God. And 
this just blew me away. And maybe it doesn't take much to blow me away. But <laughs> as I walked out of that nursing home, one of the directors walked by, and I just, just uh, asked her, I said, could you tell me, is there any possibility that folks from, from the church could come and visit people? Maybe have a church service? Or, and uh, she said, let me go talk to the director. She came right back with a couple papers in her hand. She said, we would love to have some members of your congregation come in and visit one-on-one -on -one with some of our residents. Now, how much more could you ask for? I've never had that kind of invitation in all the years that I've tried to reach to people in those situations. She said, you can bring material in and read to them. You can talk to them. You can spend time with them. You can pray with them. She said, if you have members of your congregation who want to do that, we want them to come. Amen. Would anybody like to do that? Would anybody like to, to step through an open door and see what God would do as we simply publish the word? Whew, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's a God in heaven that's going to give the increase if we'll just publish the word. Praise God. Revelation 3, verse 8 simply says this. We read this the other night. Jesus said, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. You have a little strength. We're just going out looking for open doors. We're just looking for an open door. We know they're there. We don't always know where they are. We're like Paul. He said, he said I found one. He said, I found a great door, open door, and effectual. He just kept looking. Amen. He didn't care what, what people thought about him. He didn't care if it was a lady down there washing her clothes by the river. He would talk to them. He would publish the word of God and see if maybe that's the open door. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's that, that little girl who's possessed with the spirit of divination, who's following them around and, and uh, making a ruckus. Maybe that's the open door. Maybe that's the open door. We simply look. For open doors. Praise God. Giving God the opportunity. Just give God the opportunity to work with us. There's a church in Colorado. And uh, a while back we were uh, volunteering there, just working a little bit. And uh, just trying to find, you know, how's God moving? What's a, what's a good way to approach this community? It's about the size of Olathe. Just a suburb of a large city there in Colorado. And uh, as we prayed, fasted, and had church, um, one night after service, a man who's, who'd been coming for a while, didn't have the Holy Ghost, hadn't been baptized, he came and he said, I would love to do something for God. Where I live, people need God. He said, I don't know how to reach them. So we just began to pray together. Here's a man who doesn't know God, but... God's getting hold of his heart. So as we prayed, this is a true story, okay? As we prayed, God just impressed us to print up a few flyers, tack them up on bulletin boards in the, the community he lived in there as a, uh, a retirement community, and invite them to a Bible study in their community room there. And uh, he arranged it somehow. His name is Vic. Vic arranged it so that 
uh, we could have that community room free of charge one night a week. And Well, we went the first time, and lo and behold, a couple people showed up. He'd been talking to them. And he, he said, I just asked him, does God know you? <laughs> that was just his way of starting up a conversation. Does God know you? And, and so a couple of folks came, and we taught the Bible study, and they loved it. So next week we come back, and they brought a couple with them. And uh, lo and behold, they liked it too. And we're just teaching the Word. We're just publishing the Word. That's all we're doing. And Vic is getting more, more excited. He's getting so excited. He's thinking about being baptized now. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to win somebody here. And uh, so as weeks went on, in six weeks, we had a dozen people in that Bible study, brother. Two a week, just almost every week, there'd be just two new ones, two new ones. Well, you know what? There are churches that would love to have a dozen people in them. I don't know if you've been to some of these small town churches, but sometimes it's just the preacher, his wife, and their one or two kids, and that's it. And in six weeks, we had the beginnings of a church just because somebody said, I've, I want to help the people where I live. Amen. There are open doors all about us. Praise God. If we simply publish the word, there are people who are hungry. There are people who desire the word of God. Hallelujah. It goes beyond just uh, words on a page. Amen. We, we bring that word to every man's conscience, the Bible says, in the sight of God. It makes an impact on people. We don't always see it in their face, but stick around a little bit. Amen. And as we begin to take that word again and again and again to somebody on the job, see them every day, or somebody at school, we see regularly, or like one young lady in church, she got a hold of this, this Bible study, this simple Bible study, and she sat down with her Spanish teacher and taught her this Bible study because it was in Spanish, and her Spanish teacher loved it made notes it should have been said this way <laughs> grammar you know <laughs> but just looking for opportunities to publish the word why do we do what we do we want to see God move amen we want to see his word go forth and not return void hallelujah just every opportunity we have let's publish the word what do you say Amen. Amen. We could be the answer to somebody's prayers, brother. We went to a house in Colorado as a result of somebody just coming to church, connected with them in the church service. Would you be interested in a Bible study? Sure, come on over. I'll have a look at it. Well, we set up the chart, and he, we more than looked at it. The first time we were there, we taught that first lesson. Oh, they loved it. They loved it. Him, his wife, and their kid. And I might have mentioned this the other night. I didn't tell all the details. But he loved that word of God. And as, as we began to lesson after lesson, he said, I never told you this because I, I just didn't know. I was kind of embarrassed. He said, but a couple weeks before we started this Bible study, God gave me a dream. <laughs> Sit in this dream. I saw somebody come into my house teaching me a Bible study. And he said, I saw that it did something for my family. And he said, when you came, I just couldn't hope that it was, you know, that this was it happening. He said, 
but this is it. This is what I saw in that dream. This man had been praying. This man had been seeking. Amen. And by the grace of God, we can be some that person to step in there and be a fulfilling, to be a blessing to somebody. And it just goes beyond our comprehension. How could God do something like that? Well, God is great. Amen. Amen. And he has a great company that's publishing his word. And he's behind that word. Amen. He, more than we could ever desire, he desires for that word to go to our world. Amen. We can change our world. We can change our world. And when we think of our world, sometimes we, you know, we think the globe. But how about my world? My world is really pretty small. It's the people I know. It's the neighbors I live next to. But guess what? Can we change our world? Our neighborhood? Guaranteed. Amen. Guaranteed taking this word of God down my street is going to have a, an effect. Amen. When they see you next time, they're probably not going to use those four letter words so freely. That's going to change the spirit in an area when we publish the word of God. Amen. When they see you next time, they're going to hide that brew behind their back. They're going to stub out that whatever they were smoking. They're going to they're gonna be impacted just knowing that here's somebody who brings the word of God. Hallelujah. And we're nobody and we're nothing. Amen. But we're God's children. Hallelujah. And God loves his children. Amen. And he sends us forth as a great company simply to publish the word of God. There's a reason we do what we do. Thank God for that. We went uh, uh, knocking doors, and one brother and another brother went down a particular street, as they tell it, and uh, they decided just to follow the Holy Ghost. They didn't have a street in mind so much as just as they were talking and driving. They said, well, let's go up this street. And they prayed. By the way, they even prayed over their flyers. Does that sound spooky? <laughs> And we pray over physical things all the time. We pray over this offering. Yeah, we pray over uh, our cars sometimes. You know? We pray over flyers. Yeah, Lord, use these. So they, they had 25 flyers or so. So they went up you know, one side of that street, about a dozen houses. Second door they knocked, brother, was a Korean lady. Now, this is, this is in America. A couple doors up. They knocked another door. It was a Hispanic man. Another door or two up. It was a guy from a real foreign country. It was a Texan. <laughs> then they came back down the other side of the street, uh, knocked a dozen or so doors down that side to use up their flyers. The last one they came to, the last flyer they had, the guy was standing out in his lawn. And... Uh, so one of the brothers just walked up and said, I'd, I'd like to give you an invitation to come to church. And the man didn't even look up, they said. He just, he wasn't making any eye contact. He took the flyer. So they thought, wow, you know, wow, sorry we bothered you. That's kind of the way you'd feel. But he looked at that and he said, I've been looking for a church. 
where is this church? And they began to talk to him. And God was dealing with that man. I want you to think about that. Just 25 flyers, just 25 doors. Amen. And God showed them an open door in that. And many times we would look at some, you know, some areas and we say, well, there's people there that might not even understand my language. I don't understand theirs. And, you know, there are people there from different walks of life. But God is already there knocking doors many times in front of us. We just get to be the ones who come along and reap that harvest. Amen. We can be an answer again to somebody's prayers. And not only that, what's a Korean doing in Colorado anyway? <laughs> what's a Texan doing in Colorado? You may, you may know some Asian person on your block. You may know somebody from a foreign land. God has a foreign policy. And many times his foreign policy doesn't always include us going on a missionary trip. But he'll bring the mission field to us. And they'll be gone uh, to a college down the street because they want to come over here and get a good education. Or they'll be visiting a neighbor. I met a man from Columbia. He could barely speak English, and I sure can't speak much of his brand of Spanish. And uh, guess what? He was an atheist, he thought, until he sat in on a couple Bible studies. He began to open his own Bible. He began to, we would have him read in Spanish out of his own Bible. And in a couple or three weeks, he, he would talk about, I have faith. I have faith. And he became not an atheist, but a believer. Hallelujah. He was a believer all the time. He just didn't know it. <laughs> Why do we do what we do? We're just publishing the word, publishing the word. And so God has a foreign policy. And if you know somebody, by the way, do you know somebody from a foreign country who's, that you see at school? Y'all just see hands? I'm not to embarrass anybody back here, Brother Golf. Anybody else? Work with somebody right back here, brother. Hallelujah. All righty. Before we're done here tonight, we'll flash up a, a, a website where you can get tracks. One God, Jesus name baptism, Holy Ghost speaking with tongues, tracks for just about any language you'd ever encounter. 50, oh, over 50 languages. And you can publish the word in their language. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. We're about to wrap this up. Luke 10, verse 2 simply says this. Truly the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Let's stand together tonight. Amen. Being an answer to prayer, we can be an answer to that prayer. Amen. Whether an individual somewhere down our street has been praying that prayer or not, Lord, send somebody. We can be an answer to that prayer to Lord, send labors into the harvest. Lord, just send labors into the harvest. God, help me be one of those labors, one of that great company that God is sending forth into this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love what God is doing. Amen. Amen. We... 
a little church back in Canyon City. The pastor said, we need to do something. And so we started a service in a local nursing home. They were very receptive to us coming in and doing that once a month. And, and uh, we did that two or three months. And one lady came, and it was tragic, brother. She wasn't an elderly lady, but she was so disabled by a stroke. She could no longer speak. She couldn't. Her right-hand side of her body was paralyzed. And... Uh, she struggled to even sit upright in a wheelchair. But she would, even though she couldn't speak, she could make some motions. And she would try to clap. And uh, whenever she felt the presence of God, she would do this. So we began to learn how she was communicating there. And she allowed us to bring her to church a couple of times. And uh, one person in the congregation said, we, we just need to start a Bible study with her. If nobody else in that nursing home is reached, maybe we could reach her. And it seemed like an impossible situation, huh? I mean, she can't speak. She can't communicate. But they just began to teach the Word of God, publish the Word. And after about three weeks... Uh, in that particular Bible study, they got to the part about baptism. And uh, simply ask her, have you been baptized? She smiled. Yeah, yeah. Were you baptized in Father, Son, Holy Ghost? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what the Bible says here? To be baptized in the name of Jesus. She's thinking about that. Because inside, brother, even though she was disabled on the outside. She was fully functional. She knew what was going on. She was just trapped in this disabled body. And she began to weep. And she could barely read because her right eye would not focus. But she peered at that Bible. And we simply asked, would you like to be baptized in Jesus' name? She just. So the next weekend, church time. We had to lift her, and uh, we had to get her out of that wheelchair and down into the water. <laughs> but we put her down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, that name above every name. Hallelujah. When she came out of that water, that good hand went up. Praise God. speak any sort of anything, just guttural sounds. But we got close and we could hear her saying something. It sounded like Jesus. That's what it sounded like. Jesus. She was with her utmost, trying to get out the name of Jesus. A couple weeks later, she was sitting on the front pew about where this young man would be sitting in church. And as the Spirit of God began to move the ladies began to pray with her, and she stood to her feet best she could, and uh, God filled her with the Holy Ghost. And guess what? She spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, just like anybody else would. Amen. God gave her the utterance. Hallelujah. Both those hands went up again. She began to walk around. She began to walk around. She reached down and took that brace off her leg. 
And she walked without any assistance. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. God did a miraculous work in her life. Amen. Why do we do what we do? Amen. It's worth every difficult situation just to find one soul that receives the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Can we lift our hands together? God, we thank you, Lord, for your Word. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege, oh God, of being part of what you're doing in this last day. Oh, God, that great commission, Lord, in Jesus' name. Oh, God, we can take your word. We can publish it, oh, God, that powerful word, that precious word, oh, God. You've allowed us. Oh, God, you've allowed us to hold that in our hands. Thank you for it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Is there anybody you know that needs God? that you'd like to come and pray for them tonight. Amen. Just come to the altar before the Lord and lift up somebody's name before the Lord. Say, God, that person needs God. I'm for them tonight. Amen. Would you like to come tonight? That's what we're going to pray about tonight at the altar. We're going to pray for somebody who needs God, who needs this word. We're going to pray, Lord. God, we're praying that you would somehow get the word of God to them. Lord, however it needs to happen. God, whatever they need to hear. Oh, Lord, they need to receive this gospel. Hallelujah. They need to know about baptism. They need to know about the Holy Ghost. Lord, they need to be saved. They need to be saved. 